0: back, I'm back, it's all good, <laughs> to another episode of the Miles Offside podcast where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, mm-hmm. as always, mm-hmm. are my co-hosts, mm-hmm. Chuck mm-hmm. Bailey mm-hmm. and super mm-hmm. producer, yeah. Ian yeah. 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 Stimson. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 say it loud, what? He's back and he's proud, what, 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 yeah. what?
0: And I did not die skiing with my brother and nephews.
1: But you did catch coronavirus, which is why you're now in a bubble. <laughs>
0: Hopefully it's not. Um, if I, if there is a bit of vocal fry coming through for the listeners, I am feeling. You know, I mean, it is winter time, so I'm probably going to have bronchitis in a few days. That's just how that goes. You know this by now.
1: Yeah, it's when it's when you're marathons, but yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good to be back. You guys did pretty good without me. You know, save a few sort of detours into like I don't know, religion, what about? politics. What about? It is what else built was in, there?
1: in, built into the fabric of what we do, that there is no such thing as a detour. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I was very meticulous in laying this out.
0: Yeah, the whole thing is a detour, really,
1: at this point. Exactly. I'm glad you liked it, though, because
2: the listening numbers suggest that they did not. Oh, <laughs> so, wait, so Oscar's the popular one? <laughs> we were a little bit down, and what's weirdest is we were down in Britain.
0: They just want to hear it. It's, it's, you know, I'm like a spectacle. Exotic. I'm a, Exactly. a yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. an animal at the zoo. I'm
2: sure that Americans might hear us too and immediately turn off. Nope, other way around. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say, if it was the American numbers listening, it's because I listen like 10 times a week, so that probably would hurt.
2: Nate, one of our patrons uh, set all of the iPads in an electronic store onto our podcast. Yeah, good man. Get on that, guys.
0: So that's like half our downloads right there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am back. It's good to be back. Um, if you are joining us for the first time, we are one American and two Brits, and we kind of have interest all up and down the table with our soccer teams slash football teams. Um, But, you know, the whole thing mostly is a detour, but we do like to start it off with our very, very special segment known as Rapid, Rapid, Rapid Fire News. I gotta say, Chuck, I thoroughly appreciated your American newscaster voice for that intro in that segment last week. It's very nice. You're welcome. I liked
1: it. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the vocal fry.
0: Yeah, it's nice. It's good. You get to like lean right into the microphone.
1: Just like the Evian guy.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Well, let's start off with the big story of the week. As everybody knows by now, Uh, the Egyptian Football Association has announced the registration of what it believes is the oldest professional player in the world. Third tier. Ian Stimson. Yep. (laughs) Fucking hell. Third tier club, 6th October, which I guess is the name of the club have signed 74-year-old Ise Eldin (laughs) Bachder. I think. Not entirely sure on the pronunciation there.
1: I will concede to the good man from Rhode Island. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, He is an unknown in Egyptian footballing circles with no history of playing for any other professional clubs. No details were given of what kind of deal he signed, um, but they have invited the Guinness Book of World Records to come and watch him play in a third-division match in a bid to have his record as the oldest professional player ratified for the following week until Ian Stimson makes his big debut.
1: (laughs) I mean, talk about taking your time, getting your career off the ground. Really bodes well for you. and must fill you with a bit of confidence there, Ian, that you've still actually got a chance. (laughs) I've always sort of meted things by people who are older than me doing stuff. Like when I was in
2: my early 20s, I was like, oh, well... Pete Doherty's like in his late twenties, in the Libertines. So there's still time for me to be a rock and roll star, and uh, now there's still time for me to be a footballer. I thought it was done. Yeah, but not a go. lot of time, but there's still yeah, sometimes. Uh,
0: yeah, it's only seventy-four, so you got to get on that now. You're not like <laughs> yeah. you got like
2: three years. It's, yeah,
0: not far off.
2: We talk New Year's resolutions. I'm slimming down. Could
0: happen. There you go. How's that twenty-four stone you want to lose coming along? Twenty-four stone. I don't remember what you said. I don't know what a stone is, <laughs> so does it, it could be any number. I don't know.
1: How dare you not know, understand our archaic <laughs> measuring system? Is it
0: fourteen pounds? Is that what a stone is?
1: Yeah, yeah. and sixteen ounces in a pound.
2: If I had twenty four to lose, that mean I'd weigh about forty, and it'd be I'd be in taking the side of house off territory to get out. You'd be dead. <laughs> exactly. I'd be on one of those documentaries for other reasons. Yeah, <laughs> not not just for really needing water.
0: <laughs> um, Very thirsty. Well, any anything. I just wanted to make a joke about Ian being old.
2: Yeah, well, I think we've done that. So let's crack on.
0: Let's crack on then. Uh, speaking of Ian, our next story: a tweet coming from one and only Darek McAnthony <laughs> on 4:55 p.m. Eastern Time, January 23rd, 2020. He said, "What a side wolves are, but how bloody resilient are LFC?" I'd write a cheque for £80 million for that Traore kid, developing into an unstoppable talent. Wow. Ian, big January signing coming up, huh?
2: (laughs) I appreciate you running with this as if there's any sort of chance of Peterborough spending that sort of money. He is a Liverpool fan, and I think he's more saying, if I was chairman of Liverpool, I would spend that sort of money. Being as we broke our transfer record and spent £1 million (laughs) on a striker this (laughs) summer, I don't think we're going to then jump to 80 for
1: Adama. As much as I love him. Your transfer record is one million this
0: year. Yup. Fucking hell, I knew you guys were like I mean you're only third division, right? Like you're not that far off the prem. How is a million your record? Are you particularly small for the division you're in? Or No.
2: I'm I'm being harsh. It was one point two five million.
1: Oh well that makes all the difference then.
2: No, we're pretty we're pretty you know, we're always there or thereabouts. We're not unusually small. Where? In Peterborough. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah always there biggest there club abouts. in peterborough half the time Fucking, and then the other oh, half of the
2: time massive in this area around the country
0: yeah. wait, wait, wait this is a good opportunity to educate me and americans though like mm. i just assumed that all the way down like the top four right are the the like league yeah so i assume that all four levels are like super rich maybe not premier league rich, no. But, like no there is so. a huge gap so it's the ble- it's the prem and the championship have money, and then below that it's like nothing.
1: Yeah. So championship will have money because of either the recently relegated sides that are really hoping to get back up, because that they- you can fall through the trapdoor, like Sunderland, for example. Yeah. Um. Or it's teams managing to bring players through that Premier League teams are then buying for more, like Wolves when they were in the Championship, they spent. I think it was about 15 million on Ruben Neves and that was like ridiculous money for the championship okay like that was massively aud- and then the next step down again like Ian said Peterborough's record and Peterborough had been in the championship in fairly recent memory yeah relatively uh, yeah. until 2013 of course <laughs> um- <laughs> yeah but 1.25 million, that's nothing. And it it's kind of feeds into at the minute why loads of the top managers are saying they want to get rid of the League Cup or they want to get rid of replays. But those big teams going to uh, kind of division, uh, second division or, or lower down clubs, it really is a huge, huge cash injection that keeps football afloat. It's a very kind of delicate balance at the minute. Uh, especially if Sky take over and they start showing all of the 3pm games as to what would happen. Like Ian said a little while ago, what, what would happen to those clubs further down?
2: Yeah, I mean, Peterborough are one of those that have really kept kept afloat, to be honest, by buying non-league players. Um, our scouting has been brilliant. Buying non-league yeah, players always been very, very and good. then and then selling them on after getting a couple of years out of them. And that's how we've stayed afloat. That, that and Dara being happy to put money into the club but yeah it's um that yeah we 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 recently i think i've mentioned it before we recently um rejected a bid for another striker of 4 million pounds and that was mental because we've never done that before usually someone's come in and said 4 million pounds and we bit the hand off because it keeps us going for a few years
0: that's crazy
2: that's how yeah that's how low it is in league 1 because
0: there's yeah. there's like no coverage of anything other than the prem over here so i know very 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 little about it
2: In all seriousness, on TV and that, there's not a great deal over here. No, not really at all. I mean, unless I want to, unless I sort of subscribe or buy like a match pass or something from the Peterborough website itself, best I'm going to see is a few, is a a sort of, what, one minute goal package on Sky Sports News or something. And you'll see the goals and maybe a couple of other highlights or whatever. It, It doesn't get coverage here, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and it's because it's all grouped in, like it's the yeah. 92, and, and so it'll be like three leagues in one hour, one hour and a half. Like it's yeah. not that much time when then you've got match of the day, which will be an hour and a half, which will just be the Premier League team. That can just be five, six games. Yeah, yeah. so for, even here, very little of it actually gets TV coverage, which is why there's not a great deal of
0: money in the in That the seems blatantly insane to me, because like, let's say you guys get promoted yeah. and Newcastle. Get relegated, which is, you know, highly thinkable at this point.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, You're going to be in the same league as Newcastle. Yeah. With all of the money that they have.
2: And their parachute payment they'll get when they come down.
0: Yeah. That seems wildly unfair to anyone getting promoted from the first league, League One, to the Championship. Because in the Championship, there's a bunch of, like, recently Premier League clubs, right? So they're going to have a hundred times your budget.
2: In League One, even, there's teams like that because, as Chuck said, Pitt, there are the, the odd one that falls through the trapdoor. So you've had – we've mm-hmm. got Sunderland, we've got Portsmouth. In fairly recent memory, they've been Premier League teams. You know, so they've they've got more money, more in infrastructure. And as I've said before, Peter is not particularly sort of well-supported. We'll get attendances of sort of 6,000 or whatever. Sunderland will still get crowds of 12,000, no problem. And and more than that, you know, that that's a bog-standard game, you know.
0: Right, right, right.
2: So yeah, it's a yeah, it's a tricky one, but that's that's the sort of look you're looking at. So yeah,
0: what is it like? What does it take to make that jump? Does it? Do they need a new owner to build a bigger stadium so that there's like match day revenue every day, or like what even is the the like plan there?
1: I don't think it's necessary the revenue. It's it's a lot of luck, and it's it's kind of just building something that that sticks. You know, you look at Bournemouth, albeit you know not very good now, but they've kept a lot of players from League One, and it's just pushed on and they've gradually risen up. Sheffield United did the same. Or oh, Leicester and, and, when they did it. Uh, yeah, so Leicester came up and then a couple of years ended up winning the league. Or you've now got Wolves who go from championship. That was a huge cash injection, obviously, but done in the right way. And now you've got them in the Europa League and still up in in sixth. So it's a lot of the planets aligning. But I don't think that just because a Premier League team drops down it's necessarily a bad thing because All of their players will have built into their contract that their wages get cut. It creates animosity. You have to worry about how many people are going, who's staying, and it's such a huge turnaround. And plus the fact, you know, you've just been relegated, so things haven't been going well anyway. Mm. That's why so many teams can suffer. Stoke, for example. Swansea. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Cardiff haven't
1: been doing well. Uh, Hull kind of dropped off completely. Norwich went down for a few years. Portsmouth was, well, that's huge financial kind of harry redknapp's <laughs> uh situation yeah uh that led to that but yeah it's it's a it's a mire so we'll see what kind of happens with uh the talks of replays etc whether they get cut but it's no there's really not necessarily that huge healthy kind of all the way down the ladder
2: yeah Let me make a quick correction there as well, actually, because I cited Sunderland and that was actually a bad example because I've just Googled it and their average attendance is 30,000 this season. And that's the 16th highest. Yeah, I was going to say 12 is tiny. Yeah, that's the 16th highest in England. I think I chose a bad choice with
1: Sunderland. They're doing better than a lot of Premier League clubs with their attendance. But yeah, I think- They're a bigger stadium than Palace. And you've got Bournemouth. Bournemouth is what, 11,000 capacity? Is it really that small? Yeah, yeah, Bournemouth's tiny.
2: Fucking tiny. That's smaller than
1: Peterborough's, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I was
2: doing Sunderland a great disservice there, or rather their fans. But, yeah, to make the jump, don't I think... Worry, we ha-
0: don't have any who listen to us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably
1: true, yeah.
2: But I think to make the jump, you do have to have, uh, from League One to the Championship anyway, you do have to have owners who are willing to not maybe uh, accept every bid that comes in um, mm-hmm. for a decent player and and a good scouting network. And Peterborough are, are there, it's just... We're sort of right on the edges of doing something at the minute. I mean, I slagged them off and they've had a... You know, since I slagged them off last week, we've beat the two top teams, 4-0 and 2-1, suddenly scoring goals out of nowhere. Um, Standard. Really, yeah, really good stuff. The goalkeeper, I was slagging off, making cat-like saves. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> if, it, if anyone wants me to slag off their team, just uh, donate on the Patreon and I'll do it, no problem. And then you'll just storm to victory, no problem.
0: Can you slag off our keeper? That'd be great.
2: Yeah, I was... <laughs> It's too easy. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. Uh, posh update on the numbers. You guys are 30% to make the playoffs. So one in three. That's not bad. That's
2: heartening. Yeah, that's quite heartening. There's a lot of teams it. in
0: that conversation.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, speaking of getting relegated to a lower league, let's move on to our next story. Uh, Javier Chicharito Hernandez <laughs> is an LA Galaxy player now. It is a <laughs> move that will afford him all the playing time he can handle, a $6 million plus salary for three guaranteed years. And all the luxuries that come along with living in Los Angeles. That all sounds fantastic, but sometimes, and I'm reading from Sports Illustrated here, sometimes making the call to accept the move that includes all of that isn't as easy as it may seem. Because to quote a video that he posted of himself, a very emotional video, he said, calling his dad crying, like sobbing on the phone and crying. This was all in Spanish, but it's like the beginning of my retirement. What I mean is that we're, not, we're saying goodbye to a career that we put a lot of effort on. Whether we like it or not, we are retiring from the European dream. Fuck off. you imagine being an LA Galaxy fan and hearing that?
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they've probably heard it loads of times from... <laughs> I mean, they've heard it from Zlatan for the last year. <laughs> I mean, it's very Carlos Tevez-esque, isn't oh it? Like, oh, I'm done with my holiday now in China where I got paid 600k a week. Where was he playing? Who was he? Was it, was it from West Ham?
0: I don't know. I you just already,
1: you always do this. You just close the story straight away. <laughs> you
0: just done. I just want to get the intro quote and then immediately close it down. Uh, let's see. He is coming from. No, he was at Sevilla for the last nine appearances in the past season.
2: <laughs> that European dream has died. Then Jesus Christ! It was. It was never active. Fuck off and enjoy two million a year, you moaning prick.
0: I don't know. In Los Angeles, that's not that much money.
2: Oh, is that not going to get him far? <laughs> it's a okay, very expensive
0: city. <laughs> yeah. Two million a year might be below the poverty line out there. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Understood.
0: Uh, a Pep Guardiola quote for you gentlemen in our next story. He said that uh, Laporte is, quote, the best left-sided central defender in the world. Um, we missed him a lot in terms of the fast-paced header's build up. He is an exceptional player, uh, to which I say, well, you know, I'm the best American Chelsea fan, Guatemalan-descended uh, on a podcast with two English dudes, one of whom is looks like Phil Collins, and one of whom is just an asshole and refuses to change.
1: There's a lot of podcasts out yeah, there. Like, yeah, I'm sure. not sure you can say that with any real confidence. Because someone looking like Phil Collins and someone else being an asshole on a podcast, mm, yeah. there's fucking millions of them.
0: Yeah, I guess. But there's so few Guatemalans, and I don't think any of them besides me know how to use uh, technology enough to get on a podcast. So.
2: Well, they were getting there, but then you vomited on them.
1: That set them uh, back.
0: No offense to all, all my fellow Guats out there. Uh, we're not the most technologically advanced Guats. people.
1: Get some Guatemala-y. Uh Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: anything really to say about that? Laporte, best left-sided center back in the world.
1: He's good, and City have missed him.
0: I'm assuming he said left-sided centre-back because Van Dijk is probably a right-sided centre-back?
1: I mean, he's just the defence against <laughs> all things <laughs> to all people, yeah.
0: It's a weirdly specific way to phrase that, though, right? Like, why wouldn't he just say one of the best defenders in the world, not specifically best left-sided centre-back? Like,
2: I think he's trying to just impress, maybe
1: upon Laporte, how important he is.
0: How laportant he
1: is? How Laportent he is. Very good. Uh, and to just... Make sure he does actually stay on the left. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Keep shifting to the right. You're the best left side. <laughs> left. Stay on the fucking left side, prick.
2: Yeah, but he's it, maybe it's just a please fucking don't get injured because we are so
1: fucked. Don't get injured, yeah. please.
0: He's, uh, he said that he might not be able to play again for a little while because he's so tired after that um, strenuous outing in the recent match.
1: The recent... What game, Oscar? Uh,
0: on. The one that they won 1-0 against...
1: Click, 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 click.
0: Sheffield Wednesday. No! Or United, one of the two. Whichever one, it's up top.
1: Sheffield, Sunderland, all gone. Well, it's just Dave, in it, at
2: this point? That's true. Did
0: they play in the FA Cup? Or are they still in the FA Cup? I didn't watch any this weekend.
2: Yeah, Man City beat uh, Fulham 4-0 in the FA Cup. In fact, the only ones that had trouble were uh, Liverpool.
1: 2-2 hey, against Dewey. Shrewsbury, yeah.
0: Wow, Liverpool can't get the fuck up, then?
1: Yeah. I mean, even Jesse Lingard scored for Man United. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. There yeah.
0: you go. He waited until it was 2020.
2: Takes him playing Tranmere away at a bog. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell.
1: Tranmere. But this is this is what Liverpool do when uh, they obviously they pick loads of under 23 players again, uh, like they did the last round. No, that was for the League Cup. Sorry, they had like Salah and Firmino and a few others on the bench. Fine, but Jurgen Klopp specifically said he would not manage the game mm. and uh, didn't go. So magic of the cup. Didn't it?
0: I don't care about it. Like, I guess Chelsea can get the fuck up, but like
2: Does it Actually, that's a good point. As a American supporter of a British team, d- do you care about it at all? Um, football? No. Yeah, <laughs> cup specifically.
0: I only care about the fuck up when <laughs> Chelsea are in like the semi-final or the final, and then I really hope that they can get the fuck up. <laughs>
1: I think it's because there's so much you just how many years there are where it's like oh we're out of the third round oh we're out of the fourth round oh we're out of the fifth round even I'm the same I think until quarterfinals or if it's like we have a really good result in like the round of 16 maybe we have a good matchup that's when I kind of pick up but yeah even if you get there you want to win it you know you're you're up for it yeah
0: yeah I mean Chelsea don't even really care about the fuck up because like they're just running the kids out there
1: Um, that's all you've got anyway.
0: <laughs> the okay. backup kids i should say
1: you played you played the older players it was pedro alonso <laughs> like it,
0: was, it wasn't even the kids I, you know what i mean though like you played the men's team yeah i guess um you know it, it's hard to find the fuck up on tv over here
1: <laughs> you're just you're just keeping the story going to see how many times so you can say fuck up thank <laughs> you just
0: someone acknowledge my fuck up. i was up laughing joke. every
1: time i was
0: laughing every <laughs> time you said it yeah no genuinely like, I. It's a big deal when we win it, but not when we don't. Okay. One of those, and I don't mean that derisively. Like I don't like when we got to the Europa League. I was like, I don't fucking care about it. I'm not going to stop caring, start caring about it just because we're in the final. The FA Cup genuinely is one of those. Like I don't particularly care about it unless we might actually win it. Then I do care. Um, Because like when they did the league and cup double in 2010, that was a huge deal, right? That was the first and only time they've ever done that. But if you ask me, without having to look it up, like what years or how many times they've won the fuck up. Like
1: oh I know I know I know because it was a stack. six I think I was no Chelsea have won the FA Cup nine times nine damn all with, right with with nine
0: different managers there you huh. go um I didn't watch yesterday's match so that is pretty indicative I think I looked up the lineup and I was like I would rather keep playing Pokemon so
2: <laughs> wow well, there you go
0: if Pulisic or Ruben had been in I would have watched but. Barkley was starting. I was like, I'm not gonna subject myself to two hours of Ross Barkley.
2: Still some lower league teams involved and it'll matter to them, definitely.
0: Sure, absolutely. And insofar as it's their opportunity to like take down a giant, that's great. Yeah. But as one of the quote unquote giants, I only care when we're playing, you know, Man United or Liverpool or
2: in the very later stages. Yeah,
0: the the top like the big six, honestly. Like I don't this was our match was against, I think, a Premier League team. Was it Hull or was it Wolves? It was one of the orange it was,
2: ones. It was Hull. It was hull. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go.
2: So Managed by ex-posh man Grant McCann.
0: There you go.
2: Good man, good man. Led us down a the alleyway there, didn't we? The dead I did a little bit. I'm yeah. trying to... Like, posh have done well, so any, any posh alleyway I can lead you down. Um, <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs>
1: take, don't take me down the... Po- anyway.
0: <laughs> Let's move the fuck up on... <laughs> Ah. The next story, which is... <laughs> a dead
2: horse. Why don't you flog it?
0: I, uh, I thought it was a good joke. I thought of it this morning. I was like, I I'm thought it was keep... a good
2: joke the first time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I yeah I'm going to keep going on it. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, Manchester United have fined, have been fined $20,000 for failing to control They're their being players.
1: No. <laughs> uh,
0: they failed to ensure that their players conducted themselves in an orderly fashion, uh, which I think just sounds like the league telling them that they're shit it's just
1: so shit we're gonna take money (laughs) off you're supposed to
0: have formations and play in a certain order and you're not doing that and it's bad
2: we're trying to sell this product
1: around the world and you are not helping yeah what were they fined for genuinely what?
0: what like genuinely failing to control their players that's like the
1: something happened on a pitch at some point when they were losing and they all kicked off and something happened
0: I have the specifics of it now. I, I had closed the story, predictably.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Oscar. Sorry for asking for details.
0: You know, If you have a question, you got to let me know before I say the first <laughs> sentence of the story.
1: Oh, apologies. Like, the segment's called Rapid Fire News, but it's just Rapid Fire tab closure. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, you're very, very fucking quick to close like, the tab. Read it, read it, read it, read it, read it, read it close.
0: I spend a week curating stories that will provide as a... Platform for the two of you to make hilarious jokes and occasionally, you know, myself when I think of one, like the fuck up. (coughs) And then I, you know, I close them once (laughs) we're done with them. But anyway, uh, the specifics United admitted to breaching Football Association rule E20 after their players surrounded referee Craig Pawson in the 26th minute of Sunday's 2-0 Premier League defeat at Liverpool. Pawson had allowed a goal by Firmino with Liverpool leading 1-0, but a foul in the build-up caused the video assistant referee to rule it out.
2: Oh, that. Okay. I mean, they, yeah, they got in his face a little bit, but you see that every week, don't you? That seems... I mean, fuck it. It's Man United. I don't care if they get fined, but, you know.
0: Yeah, 20,000. That's one of those fines that's like, okay. Yeah. And
1: pays for an assistant, doesn't it?
0: It's like when I lose a $20 bill in my jacket and then I find it a year later, I'm like, oh, hey.
1: 20? Fuck it, me. Hey. I'm doing that for
0: a quid. Is that... How much is a quid? Five? One pound. One? One. There's so many names. There's pound, there's sterling, there's quid...
2: Oh yeah Chuck put his jacket on and he found a monkey in the pocket monkey <laughs> <laughs> oh for pony <laughs>
0: You could say any, you could like throw random nouns out there and be like, yeah, that's what we call shoelaces. Both, both
2: monkey and pony are amounts of money. I don't think I could tell you how much, but. Wait, yeah. are they
0: actually? No, you're yeah. not. You're fucking lying.
2: No, monkey. No, definitely they are.
0: I don't believe you. I think you're fucking with me. Genuinely. Like, you right, will not convince okay. me that this score is true. Score is
2: 20. 50's. Yeah, a score is 20.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Score is 20. I thought score was 14. No, Pat, Pat Stone is 14.
1: 50's a pony. 50's a pony, is it? Yeah. Monkey's 500.
0: Oh, I've heard the expression "pony up" as a like, give me money.
1: Yeah, it could be. It's
0: probably related. We're learning things, kids. This is words, language. I'm not. I'm,
1: u- I'm just using the brain Google here, and then I'm using <laughs> actual Google. Uh, so okay. yeah, po- pony is twenty-five,
2: oh. a, t- a ton is a hundred. Yeah, which yeah. makes no sense because a ton is a thousand. But a yeah, grand. yeah, they're right. It does make no sense. A grand is a thousand. But yeah, monkey is five hundred. Yeah, you were right with that.
0: Wait, monkey is a thing. What is monkey? 500 quid? Oh, of course. Naturally. How could I,
2: you know? (laughs) How silly of me.
0: Yeah, how silly of me.
2: Old Indian rupee banknotes had animals on them, and the 500 rupee note had a monkey on it.
0: Oh, there you go. Oh, that's really cool, actually.
2: There you go. And a 25 rupee note had a pony.
0: There you go. Imperialism. Bring back the empire.
1: Bring back the empire. That's what we all say. Yeah. Uh, Brexit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Let's let there was some football. I guess we should talk about it, oh, shall yeah. we? The forty minutes into the rapid fire, in his second,
2: <laughs> I'll cut this down to a tight ten minutes of you making fuck up jokes.
0: Yeah, there you go. You can probably cut half of those. Uh, we had Villa beating Watford. No one cares. Manchester City beating Sheffield. They spanked them on XG two point nine to 0.8 but no one really cares. Do you guys really care? <laughs> we did these fixtures. No, we didn't do these ones. These are the ones that happened the midweek, the ones, day really? after. You guys recorded yeah. on the twentieth.
1: I don't know what is time. Fuck. When did we? Oh yeah,
0: there was loads of games, was not there? <laughs> yeah, that we did. We week?
1: could we could literally do a load of games instead. We've decided to talk about Peterborough
2: for half an hour, which I'm delighted <laughs> about. Uh, then we've gone through uh, monetary slang yeah. for no reason.
0: <laughs> We're only on a Premier League football podcast, and yeah. this guy's like, "Was there games?" <laughs> yes, there was a round of fixtures, an entire round. <laughs>
1: I'd love to claim that that was some sort of deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> we did this, didn't we? No, we haven't been on air since then.
0: Yep. You guys, you guys. so I guess we don't care about City. You guys lost to Southampton 2-0. There it is. That's the
1: one. That's the one.
0: 1.1 to 0.7 on XG. Single,
1: single worst home performance in about six years. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> Go on, tell us about it. Why was it the worst?
1: No, no, no. I refuse to. Just
2: refuse. <laughs> Zaha got away with one, didn't he? Zaha with a, a an eye poke on James Ward Prowse. So James you Ward Prowse is a prick. You, you obviously support that
1: wholeheartedly. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't his eye, it was his cheek. And it was when they were walking back to the tunnel. It's fine, it was half time. Oh, right.
0: It was just a little cheeky poke.
1: It's just...
2: Uh,
0: okay.
2: <gasps> oh dear, Oscar's on punning form. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm also on a ton of cold medicine, so that might be... And
2: that went really well last
1: time as well. <laughs> part of
0: it, yeah. Um, let's see, Everton 2, Newcastle 2, anything oh, there?
1: Uh, but the fact that it was 2-0 Everton in a 94th
2: minute. Yeah, that's, that's what, just what? worth it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Newcastle with another smash and grab. We'll have
1: that point, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, point six on XG, so pretty deserved, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they
1: because do, they done Chelsea the week before, didn't they? Yep. yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was because they won. Yeah, they won because that would finish one nil, thoroughly undeserved. And then Everton, well, they'd let Newcastle back into the game a bit, but yeah, yeah. it was it was two nil in the ninety third minute, and then substitute Florian Lejeune uh, smacks <laughs> in two scrambled six yard box. Yeah, with Pickford like six yards behind his own line because he's just oh, going absolutely crazy. Yeah. yeah, England's number one, baby. And it's that funny, it and, is. And, and uh now I remember it's all coming flooding back because we were <laughs> slagging him off, weren't we? And we, we we literally said on the previous pod we were talking yep. about who should we get for England. We need a goal. We haven't had a great goalkeeper since Peter Shilton. Yeah, we did say that because I said bring Gordon Banks back, and then Pickford. Pickford provides. How old is Gordon Banks now? Is he still alive? Can, can we get him in? Uh, Gordon can we beat Banks. that Egypt record? I think Gordon Banks died. Yeah, he did die. I
2: was actually on air when he died. Yeah, that's bad of me. Yep. Should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> I covered the tribute. Yep, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> Just another day in the office, I guess. Yeah. Um, normally, this would have very strong Burnley of the Week. Uh, chances at 2.1 versus 0.6 on the XG and a 2-2 draw. But I'm going to skip over Bournemouth Brighton because no one cares. The actual Burnley of the week, let's get the cute Bournemouth
1: finally get a win in about eight months. And we go, yeah, I'm not talking about it.
0: Do you actually care?
2: No, but nope. that should just go in the file for teams that I slag off and then
1: immediately do well. Because I said they were absolutely fucking yeah, dog shit, shit last week. I mean, um, you know. don't say anything about Brighton. Do not say anything about Brighton and their, nope. their fixtures. Leave nope. it, leave it. Don't nope. say it, Ian. Don't jinx nope. it. No Can worries. you sag off Palace? <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <Yeah. laughs> Fucking Peterborough putting down bastards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's uh, let's cue up the jingle then, because it is time. Ooh, they're better than they ought to be. Burn my out for week. Despite some very strong candidates this week, there's one and only one possible way that this award was going to go. Chelsea 2, Arsenal 2, Chelsea (laughs) 3.3 to Arsenal's 0.6. I have seen Arsenal's as low as 0.3 in certain places. Yeah, that I saw it that low, yeah. Yeah, and I've seen Chelsea's up in the fours on some different models. I'm going off understat because that's one we always use. They had 10 men for pretty much the whole game. (laughs) Yep, yep. Agent Louise infiltrating (laughs) and helping us out with the red card there.
2: That sleeper agent there again.
0: Yeah, although that one wasn't really his fault.
2: No, the look he shot
1: Mustafi afterwards was like, you fucking.
0: <laughs> it's probably the <laughs> one time I've ever
1: seen Mustafi look remorseful for a mistake. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it got highlighted by Adam when he came on, and it's something that we've noticed. He Anytime he makes a mistake, he will be the person who just starts screaming and shouting, and it will be yeah. like 100% him. <laughs> But this time he like, he like his face was white. He was gaunt. Just it cut to him uh, before they took the penalty, um, and he was just kind of oh oh, done a boo boo. <laughs> he really was. He really fucking did. Although David Luiz didn't have to tackle the guy. Like he could have just no. let Abraham have a shot. It, it's very much like Steve Cook. The week yeah, before. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They're both amazing highlights and things that have, will create amazing <laughs> content for us. But that early in the game, like, you you must have no faith in your own team that, oh, if we go 1-0 down here, we're fucked.
0: Yeah, and it was a pretty tight angle. Like, honestly, I'm, Ian, we were talking about this in the group chat. Like, there's a reason that no shot is, no, well, not no shot, but most shots are, like, 0.4 xG is a very, very high chance. Because you know, our, there's a
1: lot of shit players out there.
0: Well, sure, and confirmation <laughs> bias. Like our brains are like, oh, we kind of ignore the things we don't want to think about and notice the things that we do want to think about. Like that's just how psychology works. And so we see a clear cut chance and we're like, oh, that should have been a goal. And like in reality, so many clear cut chances don't get put away that like you have a thirty percent chance or at at most like a forty percent chance of getting of actually converting. Yeah. And so like if Louise doesn't make the tackle there. There's like a one in two chance that like Tammy might miss.
2: Yeah. Mustafi was making his way back. Eventually he managed to realize that he might have made a mistake and should cover.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, I suppose so. I, yeah. But to, for context, I expressed surprise that the Arsenal XG was so low when Martinelli's second goal, uh, sorry, Arsenal's second goal, but it was Martinelli, was felt like a one-on-one. I mean, fair enough, it was, I think he struck it roughly on the 18-yard line, mm. but that felt like a higher XG shot. Yeah because you'd expect that to go in but yeah you you yeah you make a fair point i mean it's
0: I mean it's... your your read on the situation is not wrong it was a very high xg chance it's just that a very high xg chance is generally somewhere between .3 and .4 yeah like okay. the only thing that's going north of .5 is things inside the 6 yard box with the keeper out of the way kind of thing you know
2: yeah cuz half the time those things don't go in and you go out the fuck did he miss that
0: yeah there's a reason no shot is 1.0 like there the most is like a .9 because, like, you'll get, you know, Florent Maluda <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. or um, Bakary Saka. No, um, shit, what was the, the guy with the hair that played for Arsenal?
1: What, the guy with the hair? <laughs> Do you mean Noanku Kanu?
0: No, Bakary was his first name, Bakary Sanya. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, no. um Yeah, he
0: missed a few really bad sitters. Or Gervinho, no. remember Gervinho? Gervinho is the reason that no shot is more than 0.9. What was his fucking name? The young kid. He ended up, he played for
1: Palace for a bit. He got one goal.
2: I mean that could, that could be any number of yeah, people. That could be.
0: <laughs> any of Palace's strikers in the last decade.
2: <laughs> we're going to we're going to get an hour through this podcast and suddenly Chuck's going to just shout a name out another
0: yeah, exactly <laughs> during the listener bit. He's going to look it up but then he's going to hold on to the name until later. I've just
1: I, I've deleted. I'm going to rely on old brain Google here. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. What do you like I guess I should talk about this from the Chelsea perspective? it's fucking frustrating that we keep not putting away our chances and getting quote-unquote burn lead. I think it's actually approaching the territory where we're we're Watfording yeah. more so, where we're creating the chances and just not putting them away.
1: You're still only 10 points ahead of Palace. That's fucking embarrassing. I know. For me.
0: But, yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, no one's making us pay for these mistakes either. Yeah. I look back at the projections from 538, and you can go back to old dates, and I went all the way back through the middle of November to now, and we've just been bouncing between 60 to 70%. Oh, yeah, yeah, so Sanogo. There you go. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm to leave all that oh, in Oh, that's now. right, because he was Ceno goal, because he couldn't score. Yes. He's just a pun machine.
1: I'm just a pun machine. <laughs> and I won't burn for nobody
0: but you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We floated between 60 and 70%. Like... Even The lowest it got was when we almost, like, the match we were going to play against Tottenham, where if they won, they would have been tied with us. We were down to 58%, and we've been above to, like, 72 a couple of times. But it's just been in that range. No one is really taking advantage of our slip-ups.
1: It is so hard to defend the Premier League right now. Enjoying watching the Bundesliga a lot, getting BT Sport as... Uh opened my eyes to European football just just games where there's like goals and shit <laughs> The Bundesliga's amazing Erling Haaland who has played 59 minutes and had 5 shots and scored 5 goals <laughs> like yeah I saw you giving mad. him a bit of love on Twitter there is it good to watch I, yeah. I have a little bit of a crush on him <laughs> even though he has he, he is a giant of a man uh, 6 foot 4 brick shit house has the face of a baby does he very strange yeah, that's yeah. nice
0: Yeah,
2: I'll be sure to look out for that.
1: Yeah, this is my way of saying we're stopping talking about Chelsea and Arsenal now. I appreciate that.
0: Um, (laughs) The Bundesliga used to be on TV here, and then they changed the fucking rights. And so now I can't really watch it anymore, but it's a ridiculously exciting league. It's so high scoring, and everybody just goes back and forth as fast as they can. And they're like, fuck. You just score goals. let just fucking yeah, attack. but
1: with good players as well. Right. So it's like that's that helps because I've watched Australian football and that goes back and forth a lot. But yeah, no one can defend and also no one can attack. It's just <laughs> wild. Plus spiders. You know,
2: this yeah. um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> some slightly related to a question that I think Dave Mateo asked us ages ago, which we never actually did on the pod. Which is was about how with building from the back being like a massively fashionable thing now. Is it yeah. is it bad that teams that are fundamentally not particularly skilled, who have or rather have defenders who aren't particularly good on the ball, they're they're still doing that, even though it doesn't suit them yeah. at all. I mean, you've got a lot of teams doing that. Newcastle, I remember it was a good few weeks ago. Newcastle were playing Leicester, and the two goals they conceded were just because they were fanning about at the back rather than just the goalkeeper seems that, you know, I'm a League One fan, so maybe I shouldn't be sort of
1: advocating for so much Route One football. But it was just like, if you can't do it, don't. Yeah, it's mad that the rule change came in this year that meant goalkeepers from the goal kick, it didn't have to leave the 18-yard box. But just because you can do something (laughs) doesn't mean you should. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and Premier League teams are just as susceptible to trends and fads as you know, regular humans are in fashion or music or whatever yeah. else, right?
1: Like- Getting caught up in the hype, especially when the counter to that at the minute as well is that a lot of teams are very high pressing. Right. So, yeah. so exactly. <laughs> right? we're going to commit to playing out for the backup. We're not very good at it. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone's just plowing forward at us. Like, Oh God, what do we do? There's been so many goals scored like that this season. It's been, it insane. comes in
0: like waves of three or four years where like some team or some foreign manager comes in, you know, it was Wenger in the early two thousands, like changed the way Arsenal played. And everyone else was like, Oh shit, this is how we need to play now. Then the four, three, three came in with Rafa and Mourinho. And that was the thing that was dominant for like four or five years there. Then around like 2010, it switched over to the four, two, three, one with the double pivot. And three across the front. Um, I don't remember which team it was that was particularly responsible for that. I know Chelsea did it really well, but I don't think we were the ones that like that sort of came from.
1: We played 4-2-3-1 for a good few years, like in that kind of time. And it worked well for us. Yeah. It worked well for us with like Pulis and Pardew. and Yeah. Yeah, and then
0: Antonio Conte came in and everyone switched to three at the back because we mm-hmm. dominated the league that one year. And then and the season after that, like even Arsenal tried having three at the back. And it, like, did not work. Do you remember that?
1: Arsenal are still trying to have three at the back. Well,
0: Arsenal don't know
1: what they're trying to do with anything, really. But They're just trying to make one defender <laughs> out of all of them. It'd be nice. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's like uh, they're trying to learn the fusion dance. For any Dragon Ball fans out there, they're like, fusion! Ha! Chuck did the dance, too! Yay! Oh, I'm not alone. Awesome. Um, you know, and it, since Pep came in, it's been the – Pep and Jürgen, really, actually, is, like, playing out of the back and high-pressing. And, um, you know, as soon as you get the ball, you either try to score or if there's no opportunity, then you sort of switch to a possession type play.
2: Yeah, I genuinely think it's it's led to a lot of this, how the league looks at the minute. There's been so many goals conceded like that. I just feel like mm, it's it's really been a sort of leveller.
0: I wonder what the next thing is going to be. I don't see it right now. I don't see anyone that's like playing usually like if you keep your eye on Europe there's a manager that's like doing exciting things and then they'll come to the Premier League
2: not Sheffield United with a mad centre-backs attacking
1: situation
0: that's actually that's really interesting and I would love to see like an elite level talent team
1: like I suppose it's kind of it it goes hand in hand with what Liverpool are doing now and probably why they're doing so well is that like we spoke before about centre-midfield being so important right and like having a good core three and but that's where like the creativity come from but Liverpool don't really have that. Obviously, no. they, to say they're not creative is, is stupid, but it's much more of a solid just to kind of hold everything in. And then it allows everything to come through the the fullbacks naturally, which is why Alexander-Arnold's got a billion assists and a billion goals this year. And the same Robertson chips in a lot because that's how they like. So maybe more teams will try and play for that. I don't know. Go for even more attacking fullbacks and just somehow spend 75 million quid on the best defender in the world.
0: I don't like that. I miss the days when everything was through the middle. You had a midfield three with a fucking general, a reducer, and a box-to-box. <laughs> a reducer. <laughs> a That's brick, what I miss. Basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <the> shit <laughs> A skulls. <Scholes.
2: laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs>
0: you know, breaking ankles off the right. Like, Essie and Balak-Lampard, right? That's like my all-time favorite Chelsea team. That midfield three gives me a fucking hard-on to talk about <laughs> and think about. And now... <laughs> Like, and I, I I genuinely really like Jorginho, and I think Barkley and Ruben. Ruben actually would have been good back in the day. He fits in that type of system. But, like, I, I like the ball through the middle. I like a central midfielder. Whenever I make, like, a player player mode in FIFA, I always am a central midfielder who's tall and loves running, you know? And now it's like everything's up the wings, everything's up Terrible the Terrible
1: bronchitis, though. Terrible bronchitis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do tend to miss five to six weeks every season with your bronchitis. That's true.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I miss the days. I sound like an old man, like proper football, but I miss the days of like a strong central midfield. You did. Midfield.
2: You did for a bit there. I was quite surprised yeah, for a little while. Yeah, you are
0: very Brexity. Yeah.
1: Very
2: Brexity. <laughs> I just want a reducer to go around fucking smashing everyone. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, speaking of very Brexity, Burnley did Burnley, but they didn't Burnley of the week. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> they burnley Man United. So, <laughs> But 1.3 on XG to 0.8. Burnley getting a 2-0 victory.
1: And the first time they've won at Old Trafford since like 1968 or something, yeah. mental like that.
0: So I do love when Burnley Burnley against a team I hate. It's funny, and actually that ma- that mattered a lot for Chelsea because we dropped points. So if United had won, it would have been back in the like, you know, conversation. This just absolute shit race. Um, yeah, pretty much. Leicester won for one against West Ham. You know that's what happens when you when Chicharito's not there anymore. West Ham can't score goals.
1: Yeah, West Ham are having a real wobble at the minute. Uh, it's almost like getting David Moyes back in wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <Who> <laughs> I knew? forgot about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah. they
2: are. They're really looking iffy and they've got tough fixtures coming up as well. Could yeah. be. And, and I mean, it doesn't take much to drop into the relegation zone now. So God, Everyone's in the relegation exactly, zone. There's 12 yeah. teams in the bloody relegation yeah, exactly. zone. They've got to watch themselves. They really are.
0: West Ham are the th- fourth most likely, and basically tied with the third most likely for relegation. West Ham are 38%, Villa are 40%.
1: I mean, yeah, they've got the game in hand, but that's against Liverpool, so job done. And they're only out of the relegation by goal difference now, so if they lose by like three or more goals, I don't know, it'd be four goals, I think. Yeah, four goals. They'll be eighteenth at the end of the game week, so...
0: Tottenham won, I don't care, fuck them. It's probably too little too late for them. Against who? Norwich.
1: Thank you. Just wanted to say yeah. it. Get a little extra light.
0: phlegm in there to make it nice and spicy. Mm.
1: Yeah. Didn't appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And then on the Thursday match, uh, Liverpool with an undeserved win. So, you know.
1: Oh, that, that was a fun game.
0: Yeah. Liverpool 2, Wolves 1, Wolves 1. 1.9 to Liverpool's 1.2. Um, some XG models had it closer than that. But actually, you know what? This is a good opportunity to bring something up that Chuck and Ian, we had talked about in the group chat.
2: I told you, don't tell anyone about that rash.
0: <laughs> no, Ian, you watched this TV special about Liverpool, right? And like their back office and all the mathematicians and crazy things that they have going on.
2: Well, yeah, Weirdly, it was nothing to do with football. It was one of the um, I hadn't got around to watching. We always I always watch them with Finley, the Royal Institution Christmas lectures that are usually like sciency. Um they're doing they did one this year which was um maths based. And they had a mathematician from Liverpool FC and he's one of five who were huh. employed by Liverpool on their books and he was going through like XG stuff like to kids and I was like, This is this is mental. I sort of put it on expecting someone blowing up some balloons or something with methane or whatever. They do all sorts of shit at the Royal Institution Christmas lectures. But, like, suddenly I was being lectured to about XG. I was like, I, I go to Oscar for this. I don't need it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, and I, and that is kind of what I was trying to get at, is that I've spent a lot of time this year being like, fuck Liverpool. They win all these games undeserved. They're so lucky. They're overperforming their numbers, et cetera. And that is very much true, because they're literally 20 points above their expected points. Like, that's not just skill, but there is something to be said about their analytics team because they are by far the biggest analytics team in the Premier League. And that comes from the fact that they're owned by a baseball team. Like they're owned by the Red Sox, by the Fenway Sports Group. So yeah. in baseball, everybody knows Moneyball, Saber Metrics, all that sort of stuff. Like they're very advanced. I watched that film. Yes. It's also a way of looking at recruitment and teams and stuff. And I think that we shouldn't, we should give Liverpool some credit. That the way that they run themselves behind <laughs> what the fucking
1: stupid kind of statement. No, we should give Liverpool oh, some credit. Let me finish credit, my sentence. I mean.
0: We should give them some credit in as far as the way that they overperform their numbers. It's not just pure luck because the way that they run their club, they are getting little edges and little advantages by using high-level math, five mathematicians, you know, all that stuff, and so like. When you understand the numbers that well and XG and, you know, uh, I'm sure they were talking about expected possession value added and all that sort of stuff, you're gonna get, when you understand it, you're gonna find ways to sort of game it and go above it and, and sort of push beyond yeah. what other teams can do. And so, like, it makes sense to me that they would overperform. No, they're not overperforming by 20 because of that. But some of those 20 points do come from, like, they're not an accident. Yeah. It's how they're run, you know?
2: course and I mean a lot is said about like marginal gains at the top level like you only need to be getting small small edges uh to make the difference I mean last year it was the the title was won by one point so yeah it was interesting that they've got these five mathematicians working things out how to get edges all the time they've got uh, it's sort of come out this week that they've got a throw-in coach and a lot of people have been yeah. taking the piss out of that and saying it's ridiculous, but Klopp doesn't do stuff that he doesn't need to do. And I've pulled up something here that says the average possession retained from throw-ins is only 48.6%, which seems ridiculous to me. So less than half the time mm. you will keep in possession from a throw-in. But Liverpool's uh, reta- re- retention of possession from throw-ins is 68.4%. There well, that's, that's ridiculously high in comparison to the average. That sort of thing means you're keeping possession more often. I mean, it's these little gains that make a difference.
0: I couldn't agree possibly more. I saw a clip of a guy being like, oh, fucking yeah. throw in coach. What
2: it was you- Andy Gray.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking idiot. And I was like, well, this is why I hate, like... Have you encountered Andy Gray before? Wait, no, it wasn't Andy Gray. No? There was another one. Oh, he has done
1: that. Okay, no. fine. The one I saw Richard was Andy Keith. Gray.
0: I don't know who it was, but... Given mitts? I guess apparently more than one person had the same reaction.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just go through the usual script, yeah, the usual bad <laughs>
0: But, yeah, I mean, so I guess what I want to say is that as much as I talk shit about Liverpool, like, I do want to take the time to say that some of that is not an accident. Yeah. And it, and it's almost a perfect storm because, like, yeah, they're owned by a baseball team and they have a German guy as their manager. And German, <laughs> the German league, the Bundesliga, also highly believes in the value of mathematics and analytics. And they have huge staffs like that. So, you know, actually, that might be what Posh needs to do. Just hire some mathematicians. You don't have to pay them very much at all.
1: Counting in it. Oscar, you can count. Like, you go there. Yeah. You're like a number man.
0: I'm real good at counting. All right, so let's take a break, and we'll come back with a good amount of listener stuff, which I'm very excited to get into.
1: Welcome back to the Miles Offside podcast, it's time now to come with me and we'll be in a world of fantasy Premier League. (laughs) Yeah, we're still in a game week, aren't we? And we still will be in a game week when this comes out, because Liverpool have got that really late second game in this double game week that has overall been incredibly underwhelming again, because no Liverpool players did anything, or they got injured.
0: Uh, Speak for yourself, but I'm triple-captaining Trent, who got an assist, so I'm pretty happy with that, because at least it's some return and another match.
1: Yeah, we triple-captained the money. On the pod team? Yeah. Oh. Oh, God. (laughs)
0: That
2: is rough. As did a lot of people. FPL Twitter had a bit of a meltdown.
1: I really enjoyed it when it happened. Yeah, (laughs) me too.
0: I remember suggesting Trent in the Gafferazzi group chat, and... At least one person was like, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. Obviously, it should be Mane. And I was like, I don't know. It seems like a pretty reasonable
1: Are you trying to say it's to me? me?
0: Is it me? It was, Chuck. You immediately were like, what kind of idiot triple captain's a defender? And I'm like, Trent is literally like the best player right now.
1: I should have gone Firmino. I captained Firmino, yeah, in my normal team, yeah.
0: Is this game week coming up the one that's like actually three weeks long, or is that the one after?
1: Uh Oh, good point. No, that's... After, That's the it's after the one through mid-february where yeah, yeah. one game week covers two weeks Mad. yeah two weekends um yeah so we are currently on 36 points because we had a four point hit obviously for probably some <laughs> stupid shit transfer i <laughs> can't remember <laughs> Ooh, um the our team uh good old nick pope getting 10 points <laughs> robertson one point brandon williams pff, why have we got Man, you, we've got two. Ma- hmm. Brandon Williams, one point. Marshall, two points. Vardy, dead, one oh. point. Ings, nothing, one point. Couldn't even score against Palace, shit. Uh, Raul Jimenez gets eight. Oh, Snodgrass, one. Oh, he's got another game, great. Yellow, injured. Yellow flash, yeah. Uh, Manet, <laughs> triple captain, three. Brilliant. Oh, he's got another game. Injured. And uh Kevin De Bruyne with seven points. Amazingly, even though with that crap, we're still above the average. That low, is it? Yeah, 34 is currently the average. Which with our
0: points hit, we're two above that, so... Maths. Not bad. See, I told you I'm good at numbers.
1: Yeah. Troyore on the bench after he played pinball with all of Liverpool's midfield for about 20 minutes. (laughs) Um, That was good fun, watching people literally bounce off of him. (laughs) So leads us to our suggestion, which we have to make a suggestion before the game week's finished. So Ian, why don't you thoroughly underwhelm us with your terrible, boring suggestion? Oh good, you've got my intro down then. Um Don't need a
2: jingle. Just an <laughs> accurate statement. Style, isn't it? Yeah. Um it is gonna be boring, but um uh we've got Willems who is out for the season, so he's gonna go. Um I think Sheffield United have got some decent fixtures, so let's double up and go to O'Connell. Okay. Willems or Williams? Very similar. Both Probably should get rid of. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> no. Yeah, so I'll get rid of the guy who is out for the season rather than the guy who just probably won't play that much this season once he realises that Luke right. Shaw's is probably better.
0: Luke Shaw is not better than anybody.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, he might be better than Brandon Williams. It's better. Man
1: United. Um, okay, Oscar, what's your <laughs> suggestion that's just going to win? <laughs> it's
0: not. It's not what's at all. What's your hit this week?
1: Um, yeah, what's your another point hit?
0: No, I'm not. No points hit, actually. Really? Um, this late-in-the-year team value is really important, as we want to have funds up for mm. the big double game weeks coming down the line and all that. So I'm worried about Mane, everyone rage-transferring him out after all the triple captains and the injury um, and all that. So I think we want to. We also, I think, should sell so that we don't lose value tied up in him. Okay. Um, and I'm going to suggest a sneaky, biased choice no. because <laughs> we don't have any Chelsea players. So I'm going to say Willian because Willian has been lights out for us, one of our few Consistently good players, consistently returning points, and that also will free up money so that we can bring in Agüero next week.
1: Thank God, there is in finally there's a suggestion for Oscar that we won't win. <laughs> oh my God! I there's you. no way if people vote to get Willian, Willian. He's been good. Willian's wish Wellingtons into <laughs> our team. That would just be. I just delete the team and give up. I'm quite surprised <laughs> that you've done a
2: transfer that will get you about four million quid, and then not decided to instantly hit and spend that. Well, 4 I'm million Well, I'm
0: trying to like not suggest a points hit every week. Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> but it, you know, that's with an eye on next week bringing in Aguero. Okay, okay,
1: Chuck. What about you? Um, pff, well, if I ain't broke, don't fix it. Going wild card, didn't I? Oh, now <laughs> I hate this team.
0: That, I thought you were going to say roll the transfer, like if it ain't broke. I was like, our team is very broke. What are you talking
1: <laughs> Yeah, more, more myself. Um, I will keep on going. Obviously, we are in the era of uncertainty with Vardy with his gluteal injury and uh, Mane with whatever happened to him. Then we've got Willems, who is out for the season, as we said. Snodgrass, who was a bit of a punt. Anyway, and seems to be injured as well because he got subbed off at half time, I think, uh, against Leicester. And we've got two Man United players, and I just don't <laughs> like it. And so I want rid. I want rid. I want a fresh start, cleansing. Because I think like someone like Lundstrom as well. He's just stuck in our team, and I think he's yeah. stuck in a lot of teams, and it's kind of he's f- stuck in mine coming round that you don't want to drop him because you've got so much. Money invested in him, but ultimately, if that money isn't making you points, yeah, it only takes a few of them players
2: to be out for a couple of weeks. And I'm fully behind the wild card,
0: yeah. I would also think a wild card is good, except that I'm inclined to want to save it for the doubles. No, I'm no. it's the time of year where I'm just like nesting yeah, for the, the double.
1: Look, look at what has happened. There's been two double game weeks so far, right? Like small ones, obviously, just for like one or two teams, and both of them have well, been usually. <laughs> No, you know what I mean. Like one or two teams that you would (laughs) actually have players from. Yeah. yeah, Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been just like you get blinded in saving up and going for those. And it's just you're putting all your eggs in one basket and you keep missing. It's something that always cheating guys have noticed that you come kind of blinded by the double game week. And I think that's fair. There's something in it, definitely.
0: Yeah, but the late ones are the ones with like seven teams.
1: Of course. But... If you hold your wildcard for so long, there's a potential you could miss tons of points between That's them. True. And it, you, you've you then not got many game weeks because it's looking like it's like game week 34 or maybe even like 36, 37.
0: It's usually 34 so, and 37. So then
1: you've got like two weeks worth of wild card in. It's not really yeah. good. So now we're at the kind of tail end of the season. We're going to get less fixture congestion. So I think now is a good time kind of ahead of the curve. Game week 25 – get a wild card in, build a team, because then you can, we can kind of have some planning and work towards having those players in. Yeah. There is something to be said for that
2: because the big blank is going to be game week 31, so you can free hit in that. Free hit. And then, you've yeah, you've got a few good few weeks until 36 or 37, whichever the big double is, and you can then, like you say, use your transfers to get there for a bench boost. Exactly. So for fuck's sake, pick my fucking option. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's... Uh, Get out of this mire of bullshit. And uh, let's do some listener bullshit. Oh! Sam Danby on the Slack, the Patreon Slack, patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod, if you want to become a member of that. Uh, He suggests he's got a few questions for us. Uh, We'll start off with football ones. So uh, when do you think Liverpool are going to confirm this title? About 12 weeks ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They are greater than 99% on 538. It's done. But like officially, I'm assuming I'm guessing it, means, it like must when- mean officially. Well, yeah, they've got nine more
1: games until it's 49 games unbeaten, which is then equal in the invincibles. Just saying, game 48, Palace, keep <laughs> are on that one, guys, uh, for when Liverpool win again. And I think it's when can they? I saw something about this. I think it's March. I think it's mid-March that they can actually have. Won the league potentially. But obviously that then means that Man City just have to keep losing. But at the minute, if they go 19 games ahead, then they'll win it in what, game week 32? Right, check this out. Saturday 4th of April, Man City, Liverpool.
2: And that's when they do it.
1: Which which is perfect then because that's, yeah, that's game week 32. Game week 32, there you go. If they keep the goal, the points difference they've got now, until then, on Saturday 4th of April, Man City will have to give them a guard of honour. <laughs> Because Liverpool oh. would have already won the league, and it's at the Etihad. That'd be delightful. So if they keep this, if yeah. They so if they stay, each if, other. if they beat uh, West Ham when yeah. they beat West Ham, inevitably destroy West Ham, <laughs> and they get 19 points ahead. Yeah. The Man City game will be after there are then six games left, which is 18 points maximum possible. Therefore, job done. So Liverpool need to keep just match Man City's Matching, results yeah. exactly so that the gap stays. Yeah. Above, well, 19 or 20 points, either way. And that way, God of honour at the Etihad, <laughs> April the 4th. Lovely old job. Uh,
2: Adam P on the Twitters. With Valentine's Day coming up, which footballer would you trust to plan your special night?
0: Okay, you hear me out on this. Oh.
1: Diego Maradona.
0: <laughs> hear me out. The guy who looks like he's having the most fun pretty much consistently is david Lewis, and i think he'd be a real good fucking time and i think that he's got a bit of romance in him a bit of like he's a bit of a hopeless romantic just from different quotes i've seen him do he his motto is love the life like that's just what he says everywhere live the life live the life live the life love the life and so i think that he could plan like a really fun date you know what i mean like he'd do something out of the box it wouldn't just be like dinner at a restaurant. It would be something weird but fun.
1: Are you going out with him? Because I think he's. I would love I to. I think he's absolutely. supposed to be this planning it. This for... question is just right in Oscar's weird man crush wheelhouse. He's supposed to be
2: planning something for you and Emily. I think, but you're talking like you're going out with him.
0: It's not just me, for the record, because at the, his song at Chelsea included the lyric, "Oh David Luiz, you are the love of my life. Oh David Luiz, and that you shag my wife. Oh David Luiz." <laughs> Like Hold that, on. that was his song at Chelsea.
1: Are you saying your ideal date ends with David Dewey shagging Emily?
0: No, no, no. I'm saying that was his song, so I'm not the only one who thinks he's very, very romantic and cool and fun. I just want him to plan a date for me and him. Emily's not invited. She's nowhere near this date. This is just me and her. Uh, me and him.
1: <laughs> Sounds like you're the her okay. in this situation. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, if, if I was going on a date with someone, it would be either Michael Ballack or Re- Ruben Loftus-Cheek. But I just think he would plan a fun date.
2: If you Google uh, a sex tape, then Alison Becker could plan a good night. <laughs> he looks like hes uh, he looks like he could plan a very good night.
0: Oh, yeah. Big fan of his sex tape.
2: For legal reasons, I should say, it's probably not his yeah. sex tape. And for marital reasons, you should probably say, I definitely haven't I watched haven't one. I haven't watched the sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. got no idea. This took a strange turn. Let's go back to Sam Danby then. Yeah. Um, Where's the world going to be in 2050? Fuck if I know, I'm
1: dead. Future predictions, you think you're going to be dead by then? Gone, yeah. Not like me. What would that be? 58. Yeah, no, done. 59. How old am I? 29. Yeah, I'll be 59.
0: I'll be 62. That's about when I want to croak. 60 good years. Ian, can you count now, high? Hey? Ian's like, what the fuck? 60 good years? That was 30 years ago.
2: <laughs> exactly. I always warn Kelly that I'm going to die way before her. Anyway, I'm a borderline alcoholic who's worked shifts all his life. I'm fucking yeah. going to be
1: dead by. Life. Rack up debt. Rack <laughs> up debt. Yeah. Here you go,
0: son. Burden.
1: <laughs> you're the man of the house now.
2: I don't care that you're only twelve. Um,
0: What's your position on that? Like, do you guys want them to sort of find, move on, and find love again, or is it like, what, no? What fucking turn is this taking? Well, he said when I die, Kelly's going to die a long time later so in those following years do you want her to remarry and find someone else or do you want her to be like sad and mourning you for the rest of her life
2: i mean if she's like 70 then i'll go with sad and mourning for the rest of her life if i die tomorrow then i'd be you know as long as there was like to take austin powers as long as there was like a 10 minute period where she was inconsolable <laughs> and after that she can move on that's fine <laughs> Anyway, this took a turn. Wow. What do you think the world's going to be like in 2050?
0: Horrible. Just like this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everything's going to shit. Actually, fine. Let's get serious for a second. Last night, me and Emily watched uh, one of those, like, 2019 in review videos. Um, Yeah. We thought it would be, like, you know, wacky and fun on YouTube, and it very decidedly was not. And both of (laughs) us were, like, had tears in our eyes by the end of it. Not, like, crying, crying, but, like, it was upsetting. And to take the long view of 2019 and just see all the different things that were developing around the entire world and all the different protests and all the different political leaders that are resigning or getting impeached or all this other stuff. Like it became very, very apparent that we are on the edge of like a major, major turning point in human history. Like it's going to be really fascinating to study this 50 years from now in 2050, looking back on this era, to- the 20s, the 2020s is going to be like, the thirties or the sixties where there was just like these sweeping massive changes all around the world. And I think that like genuinely they're idiots, but so like, all right, rewind for a second. We're millennials, all of us. And I think that
2: just about, yeah,
0: we are a depressed generation, (laughs) like fucking horrible and miserable and sad all the time as a generation (laughs) because we grew up thinking the world was going to be great. The 90s were this amazing time for the economy, for technology, for all this stuff. And then the 2000s came, and, like, for American people, like, I was 12, 13 when 9-11 happened. And then the Iraq War and all this other shit, like, the big, great world recession that happened right after that. Like, the world has been garbage since about the year 2000, but we grew up in the 90s and late 80s thinking it was going to be great. And so we're fucked beyond belief as a generation because of that, on top of, like, all the economics of, like... The world fell apart right when we hit adulthood and we'll never recover. But my reason to say that is that Gen Z, the generation right after us, grew up. Uh, what's the what's the line about Bane? They were born in the dar- darkness. We merely adopted they it. They were born in the darkness. <laughs> yeah. They understand that the world is garbage because that's the world that's the only world that they've ever known. But they're like, all right, move on. Let's fix it. So like, the idea of being like biased or horrible to each other is very strange to them. They're all just like, yeah, the world sucks and we're depressed, but we got to live in it, so let's just make the most. And I think that they're going to come in and when they hit their own as a generation, which we're starting to approach that because they're in their late teens to almost 20-ish, it's going to be fucking crazy. I think they're going to do amazing things. I think we're fucked. I think millennials are just going to be fucked until we die. (laughs) But I think this next generation is like really cool. I think they're going to do some really cool stuff when they stop eating Tide Pods and TikToking or whatever the fuck they do for fun. Like. i genuinely think they're gonna fucking come in and like save the world and we're just gonna watch them and be like we're really sad but thank someone for saving it because we got fucked by the boomers and like
1: and it's good because then it means we don't have to do it ourselves yeah that's why you have a child
0: they're coming into adulthood right as the boomers are on their way out and so like finally the fucking boomers are out of the way and fuck them And then these kids come in and they're like, we don't have to deal with the boomers the whole time we're adults. And the
1: irony is they're the new boomers and the cycle
0: continues. (laughs) Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the boomers in the 60s were the ones that changed everything and were like, you know, their parents were like, get a job, put on real clothes, blah, 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 blah. And now they're like at us and Gen X. They're like, stop whining about everything. But so like, I don't know. Fuck boomers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, that was a ten-minute rant about this, but I just I've been thinking about it a lot. I think the world's going to be great in 2050 because I think Gen Z is going to fucking crush it when they hit adulthood. What about you guys?
2: Well, I'm on a, a website called Futuretimeline.net, and there's loads of websites like this that do predictions about things that are going to happen, and some of these predictions go like a hundred years into the future, but they're like weirdly specific. So this one says like 2025. Uh, some of Britain's most well-known animal species are going extinct. Loads of butterflies, squirrels, whatever. Big cats uh, in the north. 2025, solid waste is reaching crisis levels. Fucking hell.
0: Yeah, we're building a new continent in the Pacific Ocean, so.
2: You're building a, a new continent?
0: Have you? Do you know about the giant plastic island?
2: The Yeah, of
1: course, sorry. It's yeah. the
0: size of, like, maybe the size of Africa. <laughs> like, yeah. They don't know how big it
1: is. It's so big. Maybe just go, like, get a net or something. Has anyone thought of that? (laughs) Good point. Has anyone thought of just picking it up?
0: But there's this kid, speaking of Gen Z, there's this kid who invented a bacteria that eats plastic. Yeah. And I'm sure that won't backfire in some horrible way. But like genuinely, (laughs) instead of trying to clean up the plastic, let's find something that actually destroys it and
1: boom. And then grows to be bigger than all of us and becomes our rightful overlord. (laughs) 2031, chocolate has become a rare luxury.
2: As rare and expensive as caviar, a single bar costing 10 to $15.
0: Shit, get all the chocolate you can right now. 10 more years of chocolate, huh?
2: 2050. Here we go. Humanity is at a crossroads. Nearly oh, exactly what on. you said, Oscar. Ne- yeah, no, that's not exactly. <laughs> uh, nearly half of the Amazon rainforest has been deforested. Only Wildfires, half. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Wildfires have tripled in some regions. Wildfires
1: are still burning in Australia.
2: Yeah. Yep. Oh, fuck off. No, this is bad. Traditional wine industries have been severely altered by climate change. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh,
1: that, that would just mean
2: the old world wines. Oh, so we'll be able to do wine here, won't we? New world would be good. Okay, good. That's fine then.
0: Yeah, I mean, the UN put out a re- report. I'm trying to find it exactly so I get the year right. But they put out a report about how like all of the fish, not like some of the fish, all of the fucking fish, there it is, all saltwater fish will be extinct by 2048. According to the United Nations. <laughs> Not some random website. The fucking UN said that fish are going to be extinct by 2048. So, Ooh. by 2050, it'll be a world without fish.
2: On the plus side, in 2058, the Beatles music catalog will enter the public domain. So, swings and roundabouts.
0: <laughs> there you go. You win some, you lose some. <laughs>
2: exactly. Oh, dear. God, this is depressing. What a terrible question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk
0: about farts and socks.
2: Oh, I didn't know it'd go this way. I thought I'd read this and there'd be some positivity, but there's nothing. Oh, twenty seven, twenty seventy nine, asbestos production is ending globally. So, Why is it taking that? We're still that long? building that shit. I know. What is
1: that about production?
0: <laughs> stop making asbestos. Stop making it. it now.
1: people. Stop. Get it out of that bridge in Peterborough. Is, Get it out. The railway <laughs> bridge in Peterborough is.
0: I honestly assumed that they had already stopped. Who's still making asbestos? Stop doing that. Who hasn't got (laughs) the memo yet? Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm, like, having a breakdown over here. I genuinely thought that we had to stop making that shit. Apparently, it's not going to be for another 100 years, almost.
2: Apparently not. I mean, well, there is good. 2099, the average employee will work less than 20 hours per
1: week. Oh, fucking (laughs) hell. I can't wait that long. No. I do more than that in a day. (laughs)
2: But West Antarctica will be one of the fastest developing regions in the world because suddenly there'll be all that land under the ice that's no longer yeah, there. Yeah, because the
0: rest of the land will be underwater like New York and London.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, so we all get to move to the South Pole. That's cool. That arid desert climate in the South Pole. I uh, yeah. Uh, any other questions?
2: Yeah, let's move on. That was more depressing than I realised. Um, Adam P <laughs> asks, uh,
1: what's the best childhood school dessert?
0: Was that a thing over there? We just got Jello cups all the time.
1: Cake with a pink icing, the uh, the square one. Hang on, I want to go
2: back to what Oscar said there. What you just had? This is like dinners that you have at school. You just had one dessert all the time.
0: We didn't have dinner at school,
1: but like a cafeteria, like and they provide the food. It's not just like bring your own lunch.
0: At lunch, yeah.
1: It's called school dinners. Yeah,
2: okay, I get what you mean. Oh right? no,
0: I just I thought you meant like they were feeding you for dinner at school. I was like, no, fuck, no, how no. Late no. Are you okay, sorry. Yeah,
2: that's just. Uh colloquialism or whatever but yeah we call them school dinners but yeah they call it's
0: school lunch. lunch. okay fine yep. our two options were either pudding or jello both of them made by the jello company pretty much everywhere
1: pudding blimey
0: probably not what you call pudding do you have like a different pudding over there
2: yeah but in america it just means that gelatinous
0: it's more like a yogurt but like j- chocolate flavored mm. it's like the same consistency
1: so there was no variation at all really
0: no jello red jello <laughs>
1: <laughs> we sometimes get jelly, um, but maybe like with a bit of whipped cream on top. There was a pink cake. It was just a generic pink cake that's everywhere. It was square. I think it's called Tottenham cake. Tottenham cake.
0: Oh, Adam won't have liked that then.
1: No, definitely <laughs> won't have liked that. I've never heard of that. You could
0: just put any two words together and tell me it's a British food, and I would be like, okay. Oh, yeah, Tottenham cake. There you go. Yeah.
2: Pink topped. Classic classic British tray bake. Created in the 1800s in North London. Topped with raspberry icing and desiccated coconut. Fuck me, there you go. Yeah, that was nice. Although we
1: didn't get a desiccated coconut.
2: I used to like cornflake tart, which was like a pastry base, layer of jam, and then like cornflakes and a sugar glaze on top of it. What? Never had cornflake tart? No.
1: <laughs> no? <laughs> is that, is that going to be one of them like East Anglian things that I assumed? Every- <laughs> I think so. Like I thought Tottenham cake, there was just a generic <laughs> pink cake everywhere.
0: It would appear that there's much variation to your school dinner desserts.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. no, I'm, I am right.
2: Cornflake tart is a thing. There you go.
0: What about Turkish delight? That's what the kid likes in Narnia, right? That's a
1: sweet. That's a sweet. Do not like Turkish delight. Do you not like it? No, not a fan. Not a I fan. Like, I like Turkish delight. Yeah, Turkish delight is, it's um, kind of like a harder jelly cube. So it is like a sweet, like a soft, soft candy kind of thing. But so it's similar to jelly, but harder. It will be covered in like powdered sugar and predominant flavor will always be like rose, but then there'll also be like lemon and some other stuff. I love it. Yeah. 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 And then there's the fries Turkish delight, which is that, but coated in chocolate. But it's not, that's not a dessert. You wouldn't have Turkish delight for dessert.
0: Wait, so what over here, dessert mostly just means a sweet thing you eat after your dinner.
1: Yeah, but it's like a dish. You know, if you said a certain cake, like you could say that's a dessert, uh, but you wouldn't yeah, just okay. say... Like people
0: wouldn't call candy
1: no, dessert. Yeah, no. Like a bar of chocolate isn't dessert. Yeah, that's fair. Like that's the fair. definition. My um my mum was a, a cook at the a
2: nearby school, not my school, and um, she always did the puddings at that school. And then... But the thing is, she... Because she cooked for, like, hundreds of kids every day. When she came home, she could never bring down her portion-like control. So, like, she'd cook for fucking 30 people. And I would have, like, ridiculous amounts of, like, pudding that would just last for ages because it was, like, yeah, tray bakes of cornflake tart and... Tottenham cake, if she'd have known what it was. Figgy pudding. <laughs> you've got to no get over this. No figgy one's pudding. ever had
0: figgy pudding. <laughs> it's in the Christmas song. That's why I, it, it must exist. No one's had it since the 1800s. <laughs> it's not a thing. You guys are not known for changing very much. So if it was a food in the 1800s, it's a high possibility yeah, that you're still had, eating it.
2: There's this one Christmas song that you've latched onto and decided that we all eat. <laughs> it's just not a thing. Yep. <laughs>
0: That's how it works. We hear one thing about you guys and we're like, everyone must do that. Everyone wears a top hat, right? This is like how Japanese people (laughs) think
1: the Americans eat KFC on Christmas.
0: I would. Totally.
1: No you would, but you don't. That sounds
0: great. (laughs) Can I have KFC on Christmas?
1: If it's open, I guess. Yeah, you have it. Treat yourself. You do it, mate. Uh, But no, I don't remember desserts from school, really. No, I just used to buy loads of... I, when I was in secondary school, it was right around the time of Jamie Bastard Oliver, and everything got more expensive and everything got more healthy, and you couldn't just buy nine bags of Christmas for 90 in When all that was happening? Yeah, I was huh. in my second year of secondary school, I think.
0: Oh, wow. Ian was retired, which is why he feels very old right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was when the Turkey Twizzlers went away. Oh, wow.
0: This is like that conversation we had where we realized that Ian was sick. Fifteen when Chuck was eight, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the age gap there. So like, very, very much not a child versus very much still a child. we
2: was still a child. I'm, I'm yeah. fairly sure I was. Well,
0: sure, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes those seven years feels like a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently this is one of those because he's like, Jamie Oliver, that fuck, I was at a bar complaining about him and you were still like in diapers, basically. (laughs) Yeah. That's what that was. Like, that's definitely what that was.
2: Yeah. I didn't realize I knew someone who was at school when that was all happening. Like, it does sort of feel like a bit of a moment. that.
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: moving on yeah moving (laughs) on Sam Danby asks uh, what cars do you drive and why well Chuck you've just started uh, your your driving lessons so what have you been driving you said it was a A uh,
1: Toyota
2: summit or other was it a really little one or was it it wasn't an Igo
1: like a really tiny one no no it wasn't like a. can't remember what it was actually I didn't to be fair I didn't look it was red because I started learning about 12 years ago um and then <laughs> slow stopped. learner <laughs> stopped huh
0: i said wow you're a slow learner
1: no uh fuck you i'm very good at it uh and then so i hadn't been driven a car for 12 years yeah i was 17 and yeah i was alright um but then i drove a that was a citroen c1 before so that was a small that was car. a tiny one yeah uh but this one was a bit bigger it, yeah it was alright yeah driving i've got next week i've got like 20 hours booked Bloody hell, so you're going intensive then. Oh, yeah, I'm doing it properly. I, I can drive. It's easy, isn't it? Just forward, backward, don't hit anyone. Yeah.
0: Well, other than the luxury car companies, there's very little overlap in like the regular car companies that you guys drive versus we drive. Your cars are obviously much smaller and fuel efficient. <laughs> it's just um, better whereas for the we're planet. still assholes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're still, you know. So I don't think most of the, like, I don't know, working class, for lack of a better word, cars would translate particularly well. Um, but Ian, what are you driving?
2: Well, ridiculously, my the car I drive to and from London every day and put thirty six thousand miles a year on is a Renault Clio, tiny little uh, Renault Clio, because it's one of the most fuel efficient things I could buy. Huh. So there
0: you go. Do you guys use diesel over there
2: or yeah. unleaded? Yeah, diesel.
0: Yeah. See, we no one uses diesel over here. No one really. There's a diesel pump, but like I've never been inside a diesel car. Huh. Not once. My brother <laughs> accidentally put Diesel into my mom's car once. Oh, dear. <laughs> and fucking destroyed her Yeah, car. I bet. Yeah. Jeez. This was recently. This wasn't like when he was a teenager. This was like within the last two or three years. And he was borrowing her car to take his kids somewhere. <laughs> And he just wasn't, you know. I mean, when you have three boys all under the age of six, you're generally pretty frazzled,
2: yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so he just pumped fucking diesel into her car. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, that must have destroyed Jesus. it.
0: It was expensive to fix it.
1: But you yeah. can put the opposite is like it's not good, but it's nothing in comparison. You can right? get away with a little bit if you, especially if you realize and then dilute it with diesel afterwards. No, but you I mean, can get yeah, away. Put, yeah, putting unleaded in a diesel engine isn't as bad. But yeah, yeah the other one just fucks it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, no, diesel. I'd, I'd say there's probably more diesel than petrol cars here.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I've heard that about Europe, so that's why I asked. And that's also partially, I think, why the car companies are so different. Yeah. Okay. So you, Chuck, is driving a red car, maybe, because he's learning. Definitely red. Uh, Ian drives a Citroën? No, no,
2: a Renault Clio. Citroën? A Renault the the family car we've got a, we, Kelly's got a the, like the much bigger car so she she drives a big luxurious car about fucking five minutes down the road and I drive a tiny little thing ninety miles to London
0: and for the guy, for the fuel efficiency that's why you like yours right yeah it's purely that was the question, purely why? bought
2: for fuel efficiency yeah
0: okay um, well I drive a two thousand five I think two thousand six Toyota Corolla because it. And the reason is because it fucking refuses to die. (laughs) I want a nicer car, but I can't justify it until this fucking old piece of shit. So it's just hanging on, man. Every time I take it, I'm like, "Is it almost dead?" And the mechanic's like, "No, it's doing great. You're gonna get another hundred thousand miles out of it." And I'm like, "You son of a bitch! Can you like, can you just damage it and not tell me? Yeah, great. Because I want a Tesla. I want a fucking Tesla so bad.
2: Oh wow, really? Could you make the jump to a Tesla? They're fucking expensive, man."
0: Uh, on a lease. Yeah. Which I think oh, is, right, okay. you said people don't really lease over there that much. No, it's, here, becoming, more, it's
2: becoming more of a thing. Definitely, yeah. definitely. It's definitely
0: very much a thing over here. I would say it's like maybe
2: 50-50. Over here, it feels like a way for people to get cars they can't actually afford. Yeah. But yeah, it's... Well, it's, yeah, that's, it,
0: it's, you get a nicer car yeah, every few years yeah. instead of like a Toyota for 20
2: years (laughs) because they won't fucking die. The thing is you're talking to a man who does 36,000 miles a year. I ain't getting a lease anywhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's very true. (laughs) I, um, I timed it and it was six and a half minutes door to door to work the other day. And there is an office on the other end of the building where I have meetings regularly from where my room is. And I walked from my room to that room down the other end of the building and it was more than half of my door-to-door commute home. Oh, God. It was like four minutes to get to that office for the meeting, and it's six and a half to get home. Seven,
1: usually. Such an inconvenience.
0: Yeah. So I can definitely... like Leasing and miles is like not an issue at all.
2: For context, it's now half ten at night when we're recording. I have to be up at two o'clock because I am doing the early shift um, and... I have to be in London at 4am, so oh. I have to be up in three and a half hours
1: to drive to London. This is Ian's way of saying, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's move on. Yeah.
1: So let's get the fuck on that with That makes this. me, I have to be up at, well, I've got a slightly later start tomorrow, I only have to be up at 6 to get to work for 8. So uh, It's fine, I'll be, I'll be back in Peterborough by lunchtime, tucked up in bed
2: for a lovely little afternoon nap. Having a little wank in front of Trisha is it nineteen ninety eight? And I apparently fancy Trisha.
0: I don't know what Trisha is, but I'm hoping it's not your neighbour.
1: Don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: hey, hey Trisha, she, come here. She's
1: she's very accommodating. She's a
0: lovely woman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Moving oh, on! Dear. And last question, Sam Danby, and I cannot help with this at all. I think this might be an Oscar thing, although Chuck's quite knowledgeable about America. So, favorite and least favorite American states. We've slated West
1: Virginia quite a lot. Yes, you have. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Chuck, I'm I'm curious to hear your answer.
1: Well, the one I've been to the most is obviously Florida because fucking Disney World, man, and Universal. And so that's great. And but obviously going there when I've been older kind of realize what Florida's about. Mm -hmm. Uh, so not very so you could award it for both I think
0: (laughs) that (laughs) would be the most Florida thing actually to be both favorite and worst
1: yeah it's very much Liverpool celebrating against Huddersfield Um, (laughs) callback Uh, yeah probably my I don't know because it's just so many good memories I've got Florida's definitely the best worst state but which states have I been to so I've been to Florida Georgia South Carolina North Carolina Utah Colorado Nevada, California, New York, Massachusetts, Texas. Oh, I like Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to Texas. The food, man. It was just amazing.
0: I I do like the food in Texas. I've been a few times. It's great. When when
1: I went, it was for a bartending competition and I got picked up at the airport, which is fucking cool. Mm. And had a man with like my name on a thing and everything. Yeah. And then got into what can only be described as the biggest truck in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like this massive escalade thing that I had to take like two steps up to get into yep, yep, yep. and got driven to the, like through these massive highways, to like just nothing there, nothing there. And this is in like Dallas, like once you just get a tiny bit outside the city, just to these massive hotels. And that was cool. And then the food was banging everywhere and the people were nice. I, I'm Texas, when I went to Texas and Dallas. That, I do that quite
0: cool. like Texas, yeah.
1: I'm
2: very glad we're being nice about Texas because they've been downloading lately. No, I like <laughs> Texas. I fully like
0: Texas. I'm doing a cool thing this summer. Speaking of states, crossing a big thing off the bucket list. My uh, One of my best friends is moving to Australia. And so before he leaves, he and I did. A, I'm, I don't know if I've talked about it on the pod, probably because I talk about it to everyone at all times when I can. But in 09, we did this massive road trip where we were just on the road for six weeks, just driving all yes. up and down the country. There were a few states we missed. For lunch. <laughs> so this summer, before he leaves for New Zealand or Australia, whichever one of the two he's moving to, um, I think actually New Zealand, I don't remember. Anyway, we're going to cross off the rest of the states. So wow. we're doing a road trip this summer and we're going to have been, we're not counting Alaska and Hawaii because they're not connected to anything else. But of the 48, they're called the continental states, the ones that are like all attached to each other. We're going to have seen all 48 by the end of the summer. So that's really exciting. I'm like so excited for that.
1: So how many have you got left?
0: I'm at like 41 right now.
1: Oh, wow. And are they up op- like, is this something that could be really short because they're clustered together or <laughs> are you kind of all four corners?
0: There's a bunch that are. So when we did a- our road trip in 09, we basically did a donut around the entire outsides. But there was like okay. the middle ones that we missed. The middle yeah, of the middle. fuck all there. Well, there's bourbon and barbecue food. So that's kind of what this trip is mostly going to be. Nice. Um and then like one in the corner.
2: <laughs> Chuck was just thinking you were gonna do whatever that point is where five states meet and you were just gonna do a little circle around there. <laughs> just, yeah, around. Five the four corners. Yeah. Is, is it yeah?
0: But so I mean obviously I'm gonna say New York is my favorite because I'm from there and New York City is the greatest place in the world, so that's kind of biased. If I go away from that, shit, my favorite state would probably be California. Cause there's just so much there that's cool. I really, really, really love San Francisco. I've been to San Francisco a bunch of times and it's a cool ass city. Mm. Um, San Diego is a really cool city. LA is overrated, but it does have Disneyland and like good beaches and restaurants. Um, yeah, I really like California and it was like a dream of mine to like, I literally cried the first time I got to California because like I've talked about this a little bit, but like I, we, I grew up pretty poor. So like, Going to California was this thing that like where all the rich people were, and it was this like big, big thing. So when I finally got there in 09, we pulled over at the first exit, and I just had like a moment. Like I didn't like cry a lot, but like you know, yeah, yeah. a single tear. Hmm. So I have a much of a fondness for California in general. So that's probably my favorite. My least favorite, very easy to answer: New Mexico. Um, wonderful people <laughs> in New Mexico. I've I've I spent a summer doing research there. Uh, I was researching. As you might expect, because it's Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, drug use <laughs> and kind of running statistical models to see, like, what are the different factors that contribute to drug use and where you could find them and where you can find them. Yep. <laughs> um, and I wonderful people really liked all of the people I met. I have some friends there, but I fucking hated the city of Albuquerque so much the whole time I was there. I fucking hated it. Why? It is hot. It was 108 degrees Fahrenheit every fucking day that I was there, which is like I don't know. A
2: billion. Really hot, yeah.
0: Really. Let me translate that for you real quick.
2: <laughs> 48? No, is it that bad? Jesus.
0: It was never below 105 Oof. the whole time I was there. Literally. I remember because I remember hating that. Yeah, that's 41 oh and God. higher the whole summer.
2: Oof.
0: Um there was there's these mutated this is the worst fucking thing. There are these mutated cockroaches because like, New Mexico is where they did nuclear testing when they were developing the first atom bombs. And so there are cockroaches that mutated that are like the size of a fucking plate almost. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're bigger than your hand.
2: Chuck, did you say there were a lot of drugs there, yeah? Yeah, loads of yeah. drugs. There,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're white. They're like weird white roaches. <laughs> and they aggressively attack your feet when you're walking around at night. So, like, I made the mistake of going out in flip-flops and they just run at you and it's like whack, whack, whack. And it's fucking disgusting and it was hot and it's at a really high altitude. So, I had altitude sickness the whole summer. I was pooping a lot. None of my shoes fit. Fucking terrible. I had the worst summer ever. So, I fucking hate New Mexico. Anytime New Mexico comes up, I have this visceral reaction of fuck yeah. that place. Okay. But if you're from New Mexico, we love you. Thank you for listening. And you're lovely, lovely humans there.
1: Yeah, they aren't listening.
0: But don't live there. Don't. Why did they stop? It's in the middle of the fucking desert. There's not even... The, I was in a cab and the guy said, we've been in a drought since 1984. I'm like, that's not a drought. <laughs> you just live in a fucking desert. That's not what a drought is. That's not how droughts work. <laughs> don't fucking stop there. They just like... It's like they were dri- driving west going west, trying to, like, settle in California, and then they were like, ah, I'm tired. you want to stop here? This is the worst fucking place in the world. Why don't we build a city here? There's no water. It's at altitude, and everything's trying to murder us. So New Mexico is my least favorite, easily. Oh, that was therapeutic. Wow, good I feel good. better now. Good.
2: If you want to add to uh, Oscar's therapy, then you can get in touch with us at Miles Offside Pod on Twitter, with MilesOffSide on Facebook, or MilesOffSidePod at gmail.com. And as mentioned, you can become a Patreon at patreon.com slash miles pod and get various extra stuff from us.
1: Yeah. Get on the Slack channel, get some chats all about food and Mm. socks and football. Dave sent us a picture of his meatballs. Yeah. His meaty balls are looking good. Yep. Covered in sauce. Mm. (coughs) Mmm. Num, num, num. Mmm, num, num. Fixtures! (laughs) Fixtures! <laughs> oh, I what's, what's the football doing? Go on then. So, because, yeah, there is actually football. We've crossed that bridge. So, obviously, we're not covering... Well, there's Liverpool, West Ham coming up, but uh, Liverpool win, I guess, loads. Uh, then Saturday, the 1st of February, 2020, uh, Leicester-Chelsea is the early kickoff. Oh, Oscar. Ooh. You expecting to get Burnley?
0: No, I think we'll, we'll actually get to our numbers against Leicester. And, and they will also reduce to their numbers and so I'm hoping that like the gods of XG smile upon us and we win that one. Maybe Ruben's back? Ruben was ki- oh, Holy shit, we didn't talk about this. Ruben's in full training. He's back. Official player of the podcast, Ruben <laughs> with the Palace and the Chelsea connection. Sure. We stand. He's back in full training. He might play. He Try not to jinx it. He
1: won't. But probably not. It's probably good not. to dream. That beautiful bastard. Um, Then we've got Bournemouth Villa, uh, Palace Sheffield United, oh fuck's sake, Uh, Liverpool Southampton, Newcastle Norwich, Watford Everton, West Ham Brighton, then the later kick-off is Man United Wolves, then on Sunday the 2nd of February, Burnley Arsenal, just why do that to yourself, that's on telly, Mm. Um, and then Spurs Man City, it is the Pep and, Pep and Mourinho show again. Oh, yeah. Hey. Not, not much bluster to that, actually. It hasn't really been mentioned at all. So I'm sure since it's on Sky Sports, they'll be ramping up all the uh, propaganda. They'll be trying, but can it even be a thing anymore? I no, mean, I think they're both just over it. Yeah, Mourinho's fallen. They're both know. just tired. Pep's tired. He's moaning about shit. Pep's yeah. becoming Mourinho. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, Ian, give us your hot take. What's going to be the good match this weekend?
1: What's going to be the good match? Um, The
2: Adam Lallana derby, uh, the Virgil van Dyke derby, uh, Liverpool-Southampton.
1: The Sadio Mane derby. All those derbies. The Alex Um, Oxlade-Chamberlain derby. The Liverpool A versus Liverpool B derby. The, there's another one in Southampton, the
0: hottest team in the league right now
1: This is true, apart from yep. Liverpool
0: well, Will Liverpool get their first loss against Southampton?
2: No, I don't think so But I think both <laughs> teams will score And I think it'll be a decent open game And uh, yeah, I just think it'll be a good game to watch
0: If there was anywhere to bet over here I'd be betting on Southampton Put a cheeky ten bucks on it or something
1: The Dejan Lovren derby Did he pay for them? Yeah, yeah. yeah he did Yeah, yeah. so many
0: There really is a lot. It's really
1: embarrassing. It really feels like every time you say one, it just feels like there's one more in there. (laughs) The striker, that really old striker, Ricky Lambert.
0: There you go, Ricky Lambert. What is that? Is that from Gaffer Tapes or is that from something else?
1: Huh?
0: Did that not make any sense to you? Every time I hear his name, something I used to watch would call would go Ricky Lambert.
2: No I idea. Never heard of that. Nope,
0: so not gaffer tapes <laughs> then. I have no idea what that's from. If you know, please write in on Twitter. I didn't make it up, but it's somewhere. Uh, Danny Ings, did he?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, Danny Ings did a bit. Fucking hell, there is there is
2: always one more. Yeah, always one more. Madness. Anyway, that'll be a good game. Yourself, any thoughts?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it
0: All right, and on that note, thank you for tuning in this week. Say goodbye, Chuck. Bye. He say goodbye, and he stole the outro off me.
2: Nathaniel
1: Klein. Yes, hey. and Palace,
0: <laughs> and Sinogo. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, yeah. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.